0: Today my guest is Monica Saldivar. Monica grew up and lives in Grand Prairie and is a graduate of Dallas Baptist University. She is currently a nominee for the Best New Female Artist at the Tejano Music Awards, which will air virtually December 19th, 2020 at 7 p.m. Monica is also a piano teacher and a singing coach. We talk today about how her life changed by going to a performing arts high school, as well as how she's helping her students express some of the emotional ups and downs of this year through musical expression. We talk about how she got into Tejana music and the journey of her career so far. Her self-titled album is available on iTunes, Amazon Music, YouTube, or any major streaming service. Monica was truly delightful and is a bright, rising star, and I really enjoyed our conversation. Cole Humphreys from the Hot and Cold podcast co-hosted with me today, and he graciously allowed us to record in his studio. Without further ado, here's Monica Saldivar. Hi, Monica. Hello. Good morning. Uh, Good morning. (laughs) And we're also here with Cole Humphreys, who is... Not only going to be my co-host today, but he's also letting us use his studio. Thank you, Cole. Yep, thank you. My
1: pleasure. Thanks for being here. (laughs)
0: Um, Okay, so Monica, you are from Grand Prairie. Yes, ma'am. And um, before we start, and I said this before... I go to add you to my Facebook page last night because you and I were not friends on Facebook. We have not met before today. Right. And I said, why does she know my mom? And (laughs) that was a mutual friend. And so you had my mom in the second grade. I did. I did. (laughs) Miss Picor.
2: I actually had your dad as well at uh, Jackson for, I think he was the principal or the vice principal. Yes. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. He was at South. Yes. He went to South?
0: No, he was at South. Well, when he retired, he was assistant principal at South. Oh. So um you might be thinking of well God, who would who would have that been? Well he might have been at the at that, that center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um yeah. Did you get in trouble? No. <laughs> that I am going to leave out of this. We did, we don't need to talk about the past. No. You know, it's not on social media, it didn't happen. So
2: <laughs> No. I was I was for the most part as a kid, I was very quiet. I know in Miss Picor's class though, I was my little uh what was it it was a sun it got <laughs> dropped down a couple of notches so she she made sure to put me in my place when i needed to be so i have to give her that she she required discipline and discipline she got so she was never like that with us i just can't <laughs> imagine but in the sweetest way in yeah. the sweetest way possible she was like now monica yeah. we have to move your son down today and you know if you move it down it's the worst thing ever it's it, You know,
0: (laughs) she's like that with my daughter, too. She's in the fourth grade and we get she gets the same speeches. Of course, I did, too. But um, yeah, that's so funny. So you went to Zavala.
2: Yes. And uh, you graduated from South. Um, The funny thing is, is that a lot of people don't know. I did not for my high school career. I didn't necessarily stay in Grand Prairie. I lived in Grand Prairie and was a part of the, you know, the community and everything. Um, but I actually graduated from Booker T. Washington for the Performing and Visual Arts.
0: Really? How interesting. Yeah. So you lived in Grand Prairie and just went to that
2: school. Yep, 20 miles there, 20 miles back, and Dad definitely had to help with all of that because I was not going to drive. (laughs) Wow, that's really cool. So how did that happen? So what's funny about that is that from Zavala, I went to Jackson Middle School. Mm -hmm. And um, the first year there, my sixth grade year, I didn't necessarily... Get into music right away. Um, I was a very shy kid. And at home, I was very loud and rambunctious. But um, when I went to school, I was very shy. I was this little, little skinny little girl <laughs> with these big old Coke bottle glasses. And just, you know, I wasn't really out there. I had my friends, and they were sweet and, you know, always inviting and mm-hmm. accepting of me. But I didn't necessarily feel confident in myself at school. Now, if you saw me at home, we you know, I was jumping off the walls and everything we'd have our own little mini concerts in the the living room on the coffee table, but it wasn't until seventh grade where I got into choir and um my choir teacher Sandra davis she's this cute little Asian woman, very very fiery very very again demands mm-hmm. respect and demands discipline, and I think those teachers actually helped me become Mm. the person I am today. Mm -hmm. So your mom definitely had an influence on me with that. Mm. And as well, uh, Miss Davis. And Miss Davis was like, okay, you're gonna try out for every competition. You're gonna try out for Mm. every solo and ensemble. You're gonna be a part of every choir that we're in. And I'm like, whoa, (laughs) (laughs) give me a chance. But then we we had this concert for Christmas. It was in front of the city hall. Mm -hmm. And we did it every year, every single year. And this was like the first time my parents actually hear, heard me within a choir. Oh, like they would hear me sing, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," you know. Like, so she I should can mention. Sing.
0: So your dad is here.
2: Yeah, he is here with us. He doesn't have a microphone in front of him, <laughs> but
0: uh, but he's here with you. So they. This was the first time that they had
2: heard you sing in a choir. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you and, know. and good morning to you, sir. <laughs> So they had heard me for the very first time and then my my teacher's husband went up to my dad and was just like, you know she's gonna do something with music, right? Mm. You know that she's very passionate about what she's doing, right? And My dad was like, she's just singing. You know, she's, <laughs> she's in seventh grade, she's just singing. I mean, you know, they saw it, they were really excited for me because it was something that I was passionate about, but they didn't realize how much that passion was gonna like flourish after wow. that moment. So eighth grade comes around, I, I go back into choir, I'm trying out for everything, and my teacher was like, have you heard of the school Booker T. Washington? You know?" And I was like, no, I haven't. Well, it's a Dallas school, it is a magnet school that also teaches academics, but they focus on your, you know, your specific craft. So if, if I was in music, it'd be either an instrument, or voice, they also um, focus on theater arts, Art, like sculpting mm-hmm. and painting and things like that, and then dancing. I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, that so was crazy. This, what year was this? This had to have been, if I was in eighth grade, it was 20, uh, 2007, 2008, around that time. So
0: it was right around, so Grand Prairie ISD hadn't really pushed to having a lot of these academies Mm-mm. at that point in time. Yeah, yeah, they came
2: after I graduated. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I really wanted to get into something like that. Mm -hmm. Not to say that I didn't fit in with the people that I was with. I I loved my friends and everything. Performing our kids right here. I get it. I I was in choir
0: too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I get it. And so I tried out my eighth grade year and was put on a waiting list. So I was like, well, who knows whenever that's going to happen? You know, I'll just go to South. So uh, my ninth grade year was all at South. And, you know, I was waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, well. I guess it's not gonna happen. I guess we're, you know, I'm gonna stay here, and that's not a problem because I was in swim team, I was, um, I was in choir, and I enjoyed it. And I was gonna try out for show choir the next year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Two weeks into my sophomore year, we get the call, and they're like, "We have two spots available. Do you want your spot?" And my dad was like, he had taken the call. My dad usually does all of the managing, if you haven't noticed already. <laughs> <laughs> but he he took the call, and he was like, "Well." She is flourishing in swim team. She's she's doing really good at her school right now. But let me ask her, and there wasn't even a second thought. I was just like, you know what? No, I can put swimming to the side. Like this is what I've been wanting to do since I heard about it. I'm going, Mm -hmm. and that decision right there has been the best decision I have ever made. Wow! And my young adult life, like I would say young adult, because you know when you're you're 15 going up you're starting to become your own person. You're starting to figure out what you want in life. And before college, too. Mm -hmm. And my parents, you know, I have a brother. Me and my brother, we do this together. He's my marketing department, you know. Oh, cool. He does the multi-digital media. We, We graduated, you know, we graduated college together. And we're five years apart. Wow. So being able to... So he's five years older than you. Yeah. Okay. He's wow. my older brother. Wow. That's <laughs> awesome. So being able to do this and then like go alongside my brother, that that is helping me right. through this. I mean, it was just I was like, absolutely, this is the best decision I made. And that's originally when I first started like doing track music. So a lot of people in the Tejano world that I'm in. When you start off singing as a track singer, that just means you're singing with the with karaoke track mm-hmm. or you don't have a band, you're just kind of starting off. And a lot of people that aren't from that industry or aren't from that world, they don't understand when I say track singer or just you know karaoke singer or mm-hmm. whatever. And so when I started off singing, I was about 14 or 15 years old and it was just track. And it was only, only, only English music at the beginning.
0: That's what, That was going to be my question. One of the <laughs> questions I was going to ask you is, what did you, and you're you're going right into everything I wanted to talk about, which is, how did you get into, how did you choose what kind of music that you wanted to sing? Right. And um, so that's good. So you were singing in English at first. Yeah. And then what, what kind of, well, okay, uh, let me go back for a second, because you said a lot of things. One of the things that I think that I can gather from your story, first of all, is how important giving students a school of choice is and Absolutely. I'm glad that now that we have a performing arts center because that would have been a perfect place for you to go oh if I know had it. I would have I mean, been so happy that would have been oh, five minutes
2: away I
0: mean right exactly <laughs> and what a testament to your parents that they because Booker T Washington is in Dallas yeah correct downtown. that's a trip <laughs> yeah. Yep. Wow, that's awesome. And it's it, I'm glad that you had parents that identified that that was so important and and then got you there. And so I just, you know, that's that's a great testament to just school of choice. And and getting kids the opportunity to do something they're truly passionate about because not everybody at that age knew or knows what they're truly passionate no.
2: about. And especially right now and in today's time with with the kids that we have in this generation even more so. They're, mm-hmm. they're very much confused about what their future is going to look like. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it. As a teacher now, I, I do my one-on-one lessons. I do private voice and private beginner piano lessons with the students that I have now. And some of them, you know, the youngest that I have is about four years old. So they don't know what they wow. want just yet. <laughs> for, and which is that for, piano or singing? Uh, for both. That's awesome. Yeah, for both. Wow. So they don't know. I mean, they don't have a, a care in the world. They're right. just happy to be there. And... You know, they have an then, audience in you. Right. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, my middle ages are about 12 or 13 or 14, kind of where I was when I first started, like really getting involved in music. And they're just like, eh, you know, mm-hmm. I have a, a, a young, I should say, boy, because he's still kind of trying to figure out his voice. Mm-hmm. He's, he's his voice has dropped. Mm. You know, he mm-hmm. was very high and he could sing like um The Greatest Showman, like This Is mm-hmm. Me. He could mm-hmm. hit those high notes when I first started working with him about a year ago. But now his voice is completely uh, like just got really right. low. And so he feels like unconfident. He feels very insecure. And uh-huh. I'm like, no, like utilize that yeah. use that to your advantage because eventually when you turn 18 19 you're gonna be thankful that your voice dropped so low right and be able to be a part of he's kind of like in that tenor uh baritone type right. area so you know he can be he can be in any part of the choir that he wanted to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's so funny. I just had this conversation with my daughter because we
0: love pentatonics. And, yeah. you know, back in my choir days of because I was in Jackson Choir. I was in South Stowe Choir. Like everything you're saying, I'm like, yep, did that. Yep, <laughs> did that. I had to wear those ugly green dresses. Alumni.
2: <laughs> exactly. Aided those dresses. Oh,
0: I did, too. They were terrible. <laughs> um, but back in high school, my – it was – uh, a lot of boys to men stuff had just come out, oh, so all the wow. guys in our choir were singing boys to men all the time. <laughs> but pentatonics is great because my daughter is getting really interested in doing some of the performing arts, and we just talked about okay, well, an alto sings this, and a soprano right. sings this, and I would imagine that as a as a boy, especially going through that, having a voice teacher that kind of is explaining some of these things in a different way than maybe guys normally hear it when they right. go through that might be really helpful. Cole, what do you think? As a, you don't have any thoughts?
2: <laughs> He's like, I don't sing.
1: You mean, uh, you mean to bust out a note?
0: No, <laughs> I was thinking about, you know, going through that, that time period that of time your period, life yes. is really hard, especially yes. as, a, as a guy.
1: I may have partied too hard and don't remember that far back.
2: (laughs) In middle school, you partied too hard?
1: Since then. (laughs) And and maybe in middle school.
2: Some guys try to forget that era of their life.
1: I was kicked out of middle school, just so you know. (laughs) Hey, But I do remember in ninth grade, um, I was in the member of a choir um, at my church, and we traveled and did a a traveling show. Mm -hmm. and, 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 And when I have a choir instructor raising my note and lowering my note as I'm singing, I really enjoyed it. And yeah. I wish I had more of that, more opportunity like that, even as an adult.
0: Mm-hmm. So, are you, are you still doing lessons even during the pandemic and stuff? I am, uh-huh. yeah.
2: So the reason being is that it's so easy to get caught up and just, oh, I'm at home. Mm-hmm. I'm quarantined. There's mm-hmm. nothing I can do about it. So I work, and it's funny because a lot of people are like, how do you do all of this and then do your career and then have your personal life? With that your was family? the next question. I was, that was one of the next <laughs> questions I was going to ask. So I do. I teach at two different schools. I, I pretty much travel all, all around DFW. So. One of the schools I work for is Creative Soul Music, mm-hmm. and they have three different locations. I work at two, which is in South Lake and Wataga, so I go pretty far. Wow. I go pretty far out there. Another school that I work for is Stage Notes, and uh, they're in Hearst. Okay,
0: yes, I've heard of them. Yeah,
2: they're really good. their Their company is really good as well. And then I do the freelancing. So originally, the freelancing would have included the Epic, but because everything kind of closed down mm-hmm. for that side, and it's understandable, you know, we. I talk to Thomas all the time, who's a part of the the arts mm-hmm. part. Um, and I'm like, look, dude, thank you for the opportunity because it honestly helped me really get out there and really be able to teach some mm-hmm. of, you know, some of the students that aren't in Hearst and in South Lake and Watauga. Right. I go all the way to Midlothian, which is on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> and this is for that, you know, that 13 year old boy mm. who is super excited for his recital coming up. We have That's recital awesome. coming up and, there are some students that will do online because their parents are obviously afraid. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I always wear my mask. I'm mm-hmm. always making sure that I'm okay. Um, but I want to bring joy through music, Yeah, you know, and, and lessons kind of do that for me.
0: And it gives you purpose. It right. gives kids purpose. It right. Gives kids, because now they have something that they can look forward to. It has something they ca- they are working towards, which is really important. And, it, and when it's stuff like... Cause I took singing lessons growing up. Mm-hmm. It's voluntary. Oh, you yeah. don't have to take singing lessons when you're doing that. It's because you really want to take singing lessons. Right. And so, but that's really important. And I was just, as you were talking, I was thinking about choir and I was thinking about kids being a part of stuff and how much of that has been lost right. during all of this and how important it is to, to really keep it as yeah. much as we can
2: because these kids need that. They do. They you need know? some kind of sustainability. Absolutely. Um, I had a kid come in this last Tuesday or yesterday and she she came in crying. And she, mm-hmm. I was like, "What's going on?" Like, "You know, sit down, take a breather. We have time. Don't worry about it. It's a 30-minute lesson." Mm-hmm. You know. And she's like, "No, I want to start cuz we're going to lose so much time." No, we're going to sit down. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about it. What's going on? I can't see my friends. I I my teachers online, so there's certain things that I don't understand fully. And then whenever we do go into class, it's only like once every 2 weeks because somebody ends up having covid Mm -hmm. so they have to go back into quarantine she's like i hate it i hate it at home i hate being around my little brother you know like there's always so much friction because there's there's so much restraint on what they used to do yep and you know i'm just like well i'm sorry that's happening but let's sing it out let's let's utilize that and and push that and project that Uh, into whatever you're singing today And, and most of her songs are like john legend or um I think it's mistletoe right now for mm-hmm. from Justin Bieber mm-hmm. so she's like she's singing real loud and I'm yeah. like there you go yeah. that that's
0: what we want. Oh, that's such a good point. You know, using using talents and and things like that to really get your emotions out and that's that's one of the things that I get really concerned about with these kids right now yeah. is just They don't have an outlet. No. They don't have the ability to even identify some of the emotions that they're even feeling. And matter of fact, I was right before we started our interview, I had a call. I'm on a school board for um, a local charter school. And we had a legislative session with one of the legislatures that they're kind of going into talking about some of this education. And the number one concern outside of financial and trying to figure out how to keep it going is the mental health of the students. And I'm really glad that they're talking about that. And that's something that's being pushed because it's important. It's important and it's 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 it it's it needs to be considered and remembered. And, uh, you know, things like this, that just makes me happy. It makes me happy to hear that a student is coming in looking forward to doing something that they enjoy and, um, you know, being able to channel their
2: emotions into something you know yeah it's, and it's good. i see it all the time yeah. i see so much anger and frustration and sadness and i'm like okay well what's a song that picks you up like what's a song that makes you happy and when i say happy they think of pharrell williams uh-huh, of course Because i'm happy <laughs> they, yeah. they start thinking of that right or you know if they're thinking of something else and they're like well i just want to feel sad right now and i am the type of person that like I was always told in in school, mm-hmm. in school, and it wasn't so much that they didn't care about what I was feeling right. in the moment. They just didn't want me to be sad. But right. in school, they would tell me, no, we're going to sing something happy. So we're going to take your mind off of that. But in this day and age, a lot of the students, a lot of the kids right now, they've never really understood what it means to be sad. And they never mm-hmm. really understood what it means to be angry until this particular pandemic happened. So when my student was like, you know what, I just want to sing a sad song. We're gonna sing a sad song. It's fine, but we're also gonna sing a happy song afterwards. You know, so you are allowed to feel what you're feeling, because it's normal. Mm -hmm. We need to normalize the fact that these kids are feeling what they're feeling at the time, but we also need to tell them that it's gonna be okay at the end. Yes.
1: Can I? Yeah, please. Ask. So you know, when I listen to, um, well. Susana Ramirez, Glory Carrillo, and a few others. Um, we we'll listen to. We'll be at a restaurant, and there'll be some guy playing a guitar, playing right. an old uh, Spanish song. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Tejano or the particular brand, but uh, I speak a little Spanish, and they'll lean over and say, "Well, he's saying, you know, his lover left him, and he doesn't know what he's going to do." And I'm going, and they, they're 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 describing this sad, sad song <laughs> mm-hmm, to me. And yeah. I, I, the reason I'm talking now and asking about it is like that's some of the best music you're going to hear, period. Absolutely. So it's interesting when, when you want to teach singing or teach uh, music to somebody, you can't steer them away from the sadness. No. Because that is an art. Right. Mm-hmm. And an art is from emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, and this is just my two cents, that sometimes when artists become very successful, their life is good and happy. Generally, I understand yeah. just So their music becomes love songs and mm, happiness. Right. And, and that's more, we all can, are familiar with that or, or know it. It's when they're talking about the down and out, sadness, yeah. losing your lover is yeah. when right. people really get drawn in. So it's kind of interesting that you are talking about, we can't intentionally depressed kids. No. But it's it's a good time to draw some of that sadness out and put it into that art that that you're teaching them. It's pretty cool.
2: And the funny thing about that is, you know, people will gravitate towards what they're feeling, like exactly what what you're saying. Yep. They'll gravitate towards what they're feeling when they're feeling it. Mm -hmm. So that's why I normalize it with my students. It's, you know, okay, what do you want to sing today? Well, I want to sing an Adele song. I want to sing someone like you. And I'm like, have you been through that before? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay, well, let's kind of talk about what the song represents and what it means. For me, going to a performing arts school, it changed a lot of the way the flavor of music was for me. Uh, Yes, you know, and Mm -hmm. you know, not to say that it wouldn't wouldn't have been the same if I would have stayed at South, because there's some excellent teachers there. Um, But when I went to Booker T, we weren't just taught how to sing, and we weren't just taught music and music theory. We actually had to take a dance class, uh, um, improv dance class. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> and I will never forget this teacher, Mr. Richards, just tall, like just elegant, elegant. That, that's the word that just perfectly <laughs> describes this teacher. He was like, I'm going to play a song and you're going to reenact or you're going to feel the music and you're going to do it. It doesn't matter if your technique is right or your Mm. footing is right. You're just going to feel the music. And I was like, this guy is crazy. But (laughs) but because of this class, I was able to feel happiness through the chords that were being played. I was able Mm -hmm. to feel sadness. I was able to feel... And people were like literally crying. And, you know, we're like 15, 16, you know? (laughs) So to be able to, to... you know, really hone in on our emotions yes. and really figure out, okay, this is what sadness looks like. This is what happiness looks like. This is what being in love looks like. So it helped me when I was singing, mm-hmm. when I started singing, because Spanish is not my first language. I think a lot of people think that because I sing it, but mm-hmm. it wasn't my first language. It's still something that I'm, I'm working towards and still trying my best to get to know
0: He's writing down questions or things that he's thinking. (laughs) See, we both do that. I I started doing that because he does that. He's like, oh, I have one. Because we listen and we get enthralled and then
2: we forget what we wanted to ask you. (laughs) No, not a problem. So Spanish isn't my first language, but it is my mom's, my dad's second language. Mm. My dad, it was his second language too. So being able to talk to my parents and be like, hey, what does this song mean? Mm -hmm. I started asking more questions as I got older. And I noticed this a lot with my generation. Some of us were taught Spanish and it it really just depends on whether the the parents mostly speak Spanish and know English at home. But some of us weren't, Mm -hmm. you know? And it wasn't because a lack of trying. It wasn't because that, you know, they didn't want to teach us. My mom, she was born in Mexico. She was born in Reynosa. She came here, got her citizenship when she was very young. And when she went into the school system, all she knew was Spanish, but people would bully her because she was, you know, she, all she knew was Spanish and mm-hmm. the language here is English. And so my mom kind of had. Which a lot this of us st-
0: still don't understand when we're trying to learn it right. as yeah, right. elementary school kids.
1: <laughs> I know better Spanish grammar yeah. than I do English grammar. Well,
0: because
2: it has rules and
1: English
0: yeah.
2: grammar has all no the rules. exceptions to every rule. <laughs> has no rules. You can say whatever you want in English. Yeah. And with Spanish, it's very much like. She she wanted to teach us mm-hmm. and, and my brother knows. My brother knows, but he's kind of lost it. It's mm-hmm. it's like, you know, if you lose if you yep. don't use it, you lose it. Yep. And my mom had always been like, you know what, we're not gonna really like enforce it on my kids because of what I went through mm-hmm. in school. We're not gonna enforce it so much. Which we're not makes gonna enforce so sad. and it's sad. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you lose a tradition mm-hmm. and you lose the culture. So I really growing up Mexican American going into the school system, not really hearing it in school because a lot of the parents were the same as my mom. I, I was just speaking English. I would listen to English music. We would listen to Tejano music for cookouts or you know when we were just having a good time at home. But we never really like, you need to listen to Tejano music because one day... <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm
0: that's such a good, interesting thing that I hadn't really considered. So when you say, because you were talking about your generation, what you mean is kids that are children of spanish-speaking parents right um and i'd never even thought of y'all not learning because of the there used to be such a resistance to learning speaking Spanish. And I remember even in the 80s and the 90s, speaking Spanish, there was a big thing about, right. we need to speak English, we need to speak English. Mm-hmm. Well, now we know the benefits of learning and, and speaking all kinds of different languages. Yep. I never even thought that it was intentional that y'all didn't really learn how to speak yeah. English. I mean, and didn't learn
2: how to speak Spanish. It's hard to to really put a like, hand on what exactly came of that. Because... Mm. My mom, she wanted to teach us at home, but then she didn't want us to really like go out there and be like, "Okay, you're going to speak Spanish in school." You know, and she did it out of love, she did it out of care. Of course. You know, mm-hmm. um a lot of people will look at me now because I am in between both worlds. I am mm-hmm. an American, but I'm also Mexican descent. Mm-hmm. And so when we do have people that come up to us at different shows, cuz my family is with me 24/7. Mm-hmm. When we do have people that come up to me, and they'll talk to me in Spanish, it's like instant wall because Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I mean, I was taught to conjugate my vowels. You know, I was taught to say certain sentences. It's like, you know, teaching a parrot. A parrot could learn the same thing. But when you have like an actual person that knows the language, that knows when you're going to mess up on one word or two specifically wall like it's just it's hard yeah. it's so hard in
0: my head i'm thinking of selena because i knew that that was something she struggled with yeah. too. because she was not a she was an english speaker first she didn't know some of the what from what i understand um and and getting into that world and kind of splitting half and half yeah that's a struggle
1: so i like to share this all the time um I, my first home i bought lived next door to an el salvadorian guy in, oh um, yeah spanish only and I didn't speak any a lick, you know, and, and I just kind of, hey, you know, that was kind of it. And we had like a, a tree fall on one of our electrical lines, and we kind of had this argument over who was responsible for it. And it was just kind of a rocky relationship. Um, fast forward four or five years, I went through an immersion process and learned Spanish, and, and I, I'm still, I still get that wall. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, you know, I got my Spanish down. So now when I go back to the house that I still own it and, and I speak with him, we're like best friends. Yeah. The communication is there. That's the only difference that's, yeah. because we yeah. couldn't communicate before. So I, forget what we speak here or don't speak here. I just want to be able to properly communicate with everybody, right. and that's the, the benefit of, of learning both languages for sure.
2: See, and when I got into college, because— I did, you know, I graduated. Where did you go to college? uh, Dallas Baptist University. Oh, I saw that. I did see that. Yeah, that's cool. Yep. Go Patriots. (laughs) (laughs) That's what my daughter is. She's a Patriot.
0: No, she's an eagle. I'm sorry, but we have red, white, and blue patriotic colors. Oh, yeah. So anyway.
2: (laughs) No, but when I got into college, it, it made it extremely, it made it so important for me to learn because this, at this point in my life, I was performing more. I started performing, like I said, at 14 or 15 years old, but it was English. It wasn't until I got really into my like going into my twenties that I started doing Tejano music. So you know, it was very important for me to take my Spanish classes seriously, mm-hmm. and it was it was required for my degree. So it was like, okay, it's a win-win for everyone if I do Spanish. I'm never going to really use French, you know. <laughs> so let me right. go ahead. <laughs> right. Let me go ahead and 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 get into Spanish, you know. And oh, thank you. So. I had this amazing teacher who's, you know, also going to be my tutor for the next couple of hopefully years, but you know, you <laughs> never know. She's uh she just got her doctorate whenever I was graduating. Her name is Ballette. Mm. And she she's from Texas too. She was she was from here. Um and she was just like, there's so many different ways to say what you want to say. Right. But let's try to hone in on what you're trying to say. And the main reason too is like you said, communication is key. Mm-hmm. My grandmother only spoke on my mom's side. She speaks English and she understands it, but she is more comfortable with her native language. Mm-hmm. So for the longest time, it would be a high and bye with grandma. I never really had wow. that connection. Yeah. I never really was able to sit down and, and ask her these these things. We were talking about this last visit, we were talking about día de los Muertos, mm-hmm. which we is the just Day of the Dead. We were just talking about too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and she was like we never celebrated that it's it's part it's funny because wow in america we think it's all over mexico Mm. it's not it's it's more it depends on where you're from my grandparents were from what the northern side and then you know on the southern side of mexico that's where they celebrate it that's where the the celebration happens
0: i would love to have just
2: a whole conversation about that like, yeah. how is it different from the top to the bottom? But that's that's interesting. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it's crazy to see the culture and mm-hmm. the history behind it. I mean, I didn't really get into my culture until my, you know, 18, 19, early 20s. And I think it's really important that we should teach our, our students, you know, not not just through music. Yeah. But in academics as well, we need to teach our Latin students about where they come from. Absolutely, and
0: you know, like I will have to say, learning Spanish is something that's been on my to-do list, and yeah. they have so many resources that you can learn, right? So, um, but it's it's definitely something that's going to take some time, uh, because I know that we have a lot of Spanish-speaking. Um, citizens that live in Grand Prairie, right. and I really want to be able to reach out to them and you know get them information and get them interviews and stuff that they can understand. Right, um, and I would love to be able to speak that myself. But one thing that's been really um, beneficial to me is Google Translate because. Yep. Like right now what's going on with all the political stuff is I'll get on Twitter and we have, um, like as an example, we have a Cuban um, um, immigrant. She's I think she's first generation. She just got elected into the, um, I think she's a, a senator um, for Florida. Right. And so they were talking about some things going on in Florida and everybody is responding in,
1: in a Spanish. different language.
0: <laughs> and I don't even know if it's Spanish, if it's. Um, uh, Argentinian if there's there's they're all different. these different dialects yeah so I can copy what they say and put it into Google Translate and it'll tell me which language it is and then I get to hear see what they're saying which I think is so valuable because oh, yeah. you know I can hear what English what American English people say about how Cubans feel about how Argentinians feel and Mexicans feel but I don't hear how they feel about themselves right. and what stuff is going on with them and so, learning and knowing how to at least have resources that lets you been able to communicate is so important. Right? It's just so important. Yep.
2: And I agree. Um, the funny thing too is like like what you were saying. Spanish is a un- it is universal, mm-hmm. but there are so many different dialect. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many different ways to say a certain thing. Like, for popcorn, right? Palomitos are for you know we we say that. In Mexican Spanish. But in Argentine Spanish, I think the word was pochoclo because mm. of the sound that it makes. Hey, mm. wh- how do
1: you say peach? And
2: uh,
1: <laughs> when I was in uh, Costa Rica, it was melocotón. Mm-hmm. And I said that here to someone, and, <laughs> and they didn't like, understand. what are you talking about? And I yeah. said, it's a peach. And they said, no, it's not. Peaches, and I, f- I forget what they said, but I learned it one yeah. way. Yeah,
2: You learn it one way, and then you get to another person's... Um, latin culture and mm-hmm. they're like no that's not the way it is and we're constantly doing that with latin american cultures including i mean obviously including mm-hmm. other spanish cultures too but it's like nobody is dominant over the other right but we have different ways of saying it yeah. and then we just feel like it's right
1: right that's so cool <laughs>
0: we we lump it together and i think that's something that this year i've seen a lot of and we do it with everyone it's we yeah. do it with you know latin americans mm-hmm. which we just lump into one big category as if none of the all of them come from the exact same right. place <laughs> when there's how many countries in latin america uh, we do it with black americans right um there are black americans that are born in america there are ones that have come over here from other countries right and they're not all the same and it's like we have just generalized so many and not Realize that we're talking about completely different people. Yep, and um, I you know, think that that's important.
1: I'm not making a political statement, but George Bush said at some type of funeral, it was like some. We often judge others' worst mistakes by our best intentions. Right, and I was like, you know, that's we do that. That's one of the biggest problems we have in the political climate we have today. It's pretty powerful. Yeah, where
0: you think you're doing, like, the biggest thing lately has been the Latin X. Mm -hmm. And I actually put out, because I was like, where did this word come from? And I put out on my Facebook page, because I have a lot of people that, you know, are um, Latin descent, and I'm like, is this, like, what we're supposed to be saying now? And they all are like, no, we hate that word. Mm -mm. It's, it's It's a word that is made up from people that have no understanding, and then have created, I'm like... But I think that, again, it just goes to talking to people that actually experience whatever it is and, right. and figuring out how they feel about it. So what got you into Tejano
2: music if you didn't know Spanish? So growing up, we had always listened to it. Mm-hmm. It's something that didn't just necessarily like, boop, it you know, just kind of appeared. My family, we have a mixture of music that we listen to all the time. So growing up, whenever you know everybody's going to say... Especially in a in a Mexican family, you know, when you're cleaning on Saturday morning, you know, no, we listen to it like all the time, year round. You know, Selena was a big part of my development mm-hmm. whenever I was growing up. She passed away when I was about a year old. Wow. And My brother was five, and my brother is like the biggest Selena fan ever. Mm-hmm. And you know, we she had did something to really it. amazing. She yeah. bridged
0: a gap. She did, and she like because I was in high school when she was. Um, popular, and then I was also still in high school when she was when she was killed, and um, I never had listened to Tejana music in my life, right? And I was and she crossed over in a lot of her songs, anyways, and um, that's
2: that's how we all got introduced. To, that's how some of us did, anyways, right? Um, and a lot of people yeah. don't realize that she didn't just cross over in the American world; she crossed over in the Mexican world wow, too, really, because she had that she was. what what I'm saying now, Mm Mexican-American. There's a part in that movie that Abraham is speaking. You gotta be 10 times better than this, and 10 times better than that. You gotta show the Americans how American you are, and you have to show the Mexicans how Mexican you are. So it's what he was saying, that dialogue, whether it's true or not, (laughs) um, it's true. You have to show both sides. There's two different bridges for us, for people like me that are in Tejano music that want to cross over to the Mexican part but can't speak Spanish mm-hmm. and then want to cross over to the American part but could possibly be a little bit too much culture for people that aren't ready for that not yeah. to say that not to say that people aren't but there are some people that are just like no and especially in this time period they're mm-hmm. just like no ma'am <laughs> um, how, how often
1: do you uh, cover selena songs
2: um not very often when i first started off a lot of the track singers in my In my time period. Yeah, the track
1: singing, I bet. Yeah,
2: they were dressing like her. They had the Mm. wigs, they had the makeup, they had the shoes. And don't get me wrong, that's amazing. They did a great job. But I didn't want to be like everybody else. Yeah,
1: do your own thing.
2: So I would pick, if I was picking a Selena song, it'd be like when she first started off, like during the series right now, the series on Netflix. Yeah, that's on my (laughs) list. Yeah, she. it, it doesn't just show you, in the series right now, it doesn't show you what she was when she passed. It shows you what she became. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see a lot of those like weird 80s looks and stuff yeah. like that. You're <laughs> going to see that. But you're going to see her music too. There's a song that you're going to listen to if you watch the series. Mm-hmm. It's called Dame Um Bessel. That was the first song I ever learned of hers. And I was just Give like. Give me a kiss. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's what I mean. Good job. <laughs> Impressive. No, but it was the first song I had ever learned of hers. That wasn't what everybody else was listening to. What right. everybody else was doing. So I cover her songs now because I have a band because yeah. I'm able wow. to like mix it mm-hmm. up and and you know choreograph it to what people want to hear. But when I first started off, I didn't want to be like everybody else.
1: Yeah, did she did she inspire you? I mean, was that a
2: oh absolutely? You know,
1: I oh I, I I love the Selena story. I mean, I I'm in I'm in cap. Um, captured and captured by I don't know sorry encapsulated encapsulated thank you Jenna you're welcome um <laughs> and I, I often wonder you know it's funny that I compare it to JLo cuz JLo uh, played her right. in, in the show but you know JLo's a Hispanic American who She's Puerto Rican Puerto Rican American yeah. thank mm-hmm. you for correcting me that um, is in her fifties now, and mm-hmm. she's she is what? No, about super, at her <laughs> She is a <laughs> super star, mm-hmm. and Selena I think is a similar age. Yeah. And if Selena's not dead, she think about the last twenty plus years mm-hmm. of Selena in in our culture. Right. I mean, it's a major loss that happened in Absolutely. losing Selena, and it's a whole aspect of music and entertainment that she would have influenced for the past twenty four years. I, I find that pretty powerful.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and so,
1: one, thank you for you know picking that up and. Especially being from Grand Prairie and, yeah. and, 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 and promoting that Tahano music. I love it. We, I, When I, at my hunting lease, there's one of our hunters who, every time he pulls up, he, he works at GM. So he has the newest yeah. GM Suburban. <laughs> and he pulls up with the new Bose sound system and just cranks oh, up Tahano yeah. music. So it's like 10 <laughs> o'clock at night. He's driving in from Houston and we're out there playing around, having fun, dancing to Tahano music. <laughs> Bunch of bunch of redneck hunters dancing yeah. to her music hey, out. But that's the,
2: a beautiful sight. Yeah, it's it is. rare. It's really yeah. cool. It's rare. And it's, I mean, hearing that, I'm just like, that makes my heart happy. Oh, cool. Because I actually, like, this was about 23, 24 years ago that she had passed. hmm You know? And- Think about that. That was think about that. Well, mm-hmm. think about Gen-
1: Jennifer. That's why I say Jennifer Lopez. Her growth from about that time, yeah, and literally is a superstar and has influence. She dates Alex Rodriguez. She, <laughs> I mean, she's she's she is it when it comes to success, right? And right. so Selena was far beyond what Jennifer Lopez was at that time, anyway, and and golly, it's just an, intense. Yeah, makes you, you know,
0: wonder. I'm thinking about as you were talking a little bit earlier about embracing and, and really understanding the countries that you're that you've come from, you know, in your in your family and understanding those things. And you're talking about JLo. I'm thinking back to the Super Bowl
2: mm-hmm.
0: when her and Shakira right, did their right. thing. I actually Googled because there was things that they did and I would hear people say, oh, that's this from this place. And so like there was a tongue thing that yep, Shakira did from Lebanon and people got offended at that here.
2: hmm.
0: But people that were commenting were like, no, no, this is this from this. And so I started looking into it and I was like, we really need to have a better understanding of the things that are culturally things that are happening in other places. And not just assuming it's some offensive or thing, something that's not appropriate. You know, I watched that show like fourteen times. I loved it. Oh my gosh! I absolutely. I was not loved one of it. these that was like <laughs> had a big. Pro- I was like, this is amazing. First of all, those women are ridiculously gorgeous <laughs> as being forty and fifty year old people. But I loved the things that they did that I was able to learn, and I lo- and it got me into sh- more Shakira music, which I've always liked her. But right. I got more into all that other stuff too. Yeah. Which is cool.
2: She did a lot of cultural like to her culture, Colombian mm-hmm. dancing, like within her within her performance. She did a lot of Colombian dancing. Even the rope. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. the mm-hmm. rope. The tongue thing is from Lebanon. Not a lot of people know that mm-hmm. she's Lebanese as yep. well as Colombian. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. So, you know, when people were commenting, I'm like, I'm just going to watch this, eat my popcorn and <laughs> see how it all plays <laughs> out, because, you know, when you're not. There's a word that comes up that is always in the negative aspect, and it's called ignorance. And it's yep. not mean. You get that right. It, it doesn't necessarily mean it's not always negative. Yeah. Ignorance comes from the word to ignore, mm-hmm. you know, to not embrace. And that's what a lot of people don't realize when they're being called ignorant. They're not being called this bad, bad name. name. Mm-hmm. It's just You're being ignorant, meaning you're ignoring what this person's culture is. You're Mm -hmm. not embracing who they are. Mm -hmm. And so I have a lot of talks uh, with some of my coworkers because some of my coworkers, they, you know, predominantly they're not Hispanic. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. It's not a problem. But they're just, they have so many opinions. Yeah. You know, there's so many opinions. And we have opinions, too. That's that's shocking. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) We have so many opinions, too, on our side. Uh Uh-huh. But the thing is is to go about it, how do we have like a good dialogue? Mm-hmm. And in this country right now, I feel like that's what we're lacking. We're lacking mm-hmm. compassion and being able to 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 come to center you yeah. know
1: We're well, getting better yeah. at it. I think I think we're we're far farther off than we are, but at the same time we're at polar opposites in some ends so. right, right.
0: I, I tried to and that was a part of the conversation, you know that in that particular situation with the Super Bowl, you know, I'm, I'm a white Christian woman that was raised Southern Baptist. And so there was a lot of my conservative peers right. that had a huge problem with that show. And I speak out and I say, okay, but we need to think about this for a second because then in my inquisitive mind, it's like, why does she do in the rope? That has to mean something. Mm-hmm. Or you know, I'll see people, or I'll use Google Translate and see people talking about it on the the where they shared it on a Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, on the Super Bowl, and, and all these people from all these different places are commenting in different languages, and I'm like, okay, so I'll use that, and I'm like, oh, this is an actual thing.
2: It symbolizes something. yes, yes, and that's the thing. People like you you question, mm-hmm. you're, you're wanting to know, mm-hmm. you, you want to know, you want to be a part of, you want to, to see what the reason is behind mm-hmm. it. Instantly, there was, you know, there was another, I have a best friend that I have of 20 plus years, and she's very, you know, conservative, and has her own opinions on things. And she's very uncomfortable with, you know, you know, not being conservative, in, in certain aspects. And she was just like, she's very uncomfortable with it. No, she's very uncomfortable with somebody like oh, gotcha, completely I completely gotcha. mm-hmm. being, mm-hmm. you know, like that. Provocative. Provocative. There <laughs> we go. But we're still friends at the end of the day mm-hmm. because I understand where her worries and her, you know, viewpoints come mm-hmm. from. I can understand and see why she would feel this certain way about it when she's watching it with four of her kids, you know, mm-hmm. and they're young. They're very influential and I get that. But then she's like, "Well, why does this happen?" She'll ask questions. Mm-hmm. Well, why does this happen, and what does the rope have to deal with, and what does the tongue have to deal with? And so we talk about it. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the friendships that I have that I'm just like I'm thankful for right. because we are both in different parts of our lives, but we can come together and we can really just have dialogue. Right. So asking questions—that's perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, there was an article I just
0: saw where. Um the the new leader I can't think Texas Texas Hispanic um, it's it's a, a statewide organization mm-hmm. and the guy that just got appointed to the leader he um, he was asking a question about we're not even going to talk about Trump or Biden but <laughs> but this but the reason I'm bringing this up is because yeah. he was like I didn't understand Mexican Americans voting for Trump and instead of assuming he knew he went and asked them why and figured out. I don't really know everything that I think that I know. Right, And I commended that article because it's question asking. It's going to the source and exactly. figuring out what is it that I don't know here. And that's my f- that's my first thought. But not everybody is is like mm. that. And it's but it's so important. I mean, you know, Chinese Americans. Mm-hmm. I want to know how Chinese Americans or people that have immigrated from China feel about how we're talking about China, exactly is what they're saying true? Is what they're saying false? What are what do we have wrong? What do we have right? And um, that is how you get to an understanding place. Yeah. And when you don't really have a press and a media that's asking those questions for us, we have to figure out how to ask them of each other. Exactly. And it's asking questions first before assuming you know. Yeah. And um, you know, I was watching your video last night, the one that you did at Epic. Out at the, I was watching, I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) they filmed that out there, out, uh, no, at the summit. I'm sorry, not up it, uh, right outside where the tree is on the bridge Mm -hmm. out there. And I was like, "Um, but you were singing, and of course, I don't know any of those words. I don't know what the song is about, but I'm at least watching the video, and I could tell it was a couple that was not getting along.
2: And I liked that I had the visual of that to explain to me the song. And that's what's been very important to me, because like I said, It's both sides. I don't just I don't just favor one or the other. I'm right square in the Mm -hmm. middle. We wanted to give a big salute to Grand Prairie because that's where I'm from. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then we also filmed at the High Ho. I don't know if you knew that or not. We also filmed in the High Ho. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the stage setup is with my band and everything. And I'm just, you know, jamming out. Oh, that's awesome. I need to go over there because I know the owner of that. Yeah. Place. And, and she's really cool. She's amazing. Yeah, she is. Thank you so much for, for letting us use the high ho. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a big staple in Grand Prairie. It is, it's yeah. very important. It's a very Yeah. So, you know, we we wanted to give a big salute. Are we salute. coming up on time? Oh no. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. We wanted to give a big salute first and foremost to, you know, the epic, the summit, mm-hmm. Grand Prairie. You know, and we were just we we went back and forth and we were like, okay, what's people gonna realize? What what are they gonna see? whenever they see grand prairie and the epic was one of the biggest and the summit as well was one of the biggest mm-hmm. things that we were like we need to film there yeah. we need to make sure we can film there and then the high ho was another one cuz it's it's been around for years for I've, years and i've never
0: even been inside no uh, do you know that i have driven past that place i don't know <laughs> how many times and i've never been inside it's beautiful inside is it really yeah i enjoy i enjoy being there See, I, whenever I drive by, I guess there's nobody ever out there because I know that they have like a nightclub type thing and then yeah, they have a dance like right door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, but I've always wanted to go inside and I just never have. I need to. Yeah. But I guess I have because I watched your video. So, so now I know that's what that's Yeah. For. <laughs>
2: so whenever we did the video and we were coming up with ideas, because this video was very important to me, mm. I wanted people to see that, and this was like my first acting experience. So I don't know how well that went, but I mean, I did my I best. Think you did an excellent we hired, job. We hired an actor and everything. And was I was like... curious if that <laughs> was like your real boyfriend in real life. No, ma'am, <laughs> single as a Pringle. I promise you that. Nice. <laughs> but we hired an actor. We mm-hmm. we we had somebody help with hair and makeup. This was a big production. It was a bigger production than the first video that I did. Mm. And so we're like, okay, how do we make this interesting? How do we tell the story that not only Spanish speakers are going to understand, but, you know, English speakers as well that don't understand Spanish? Man, validation. We got it. We got it. I wanted to validate both sides because I feel it's very important to do that. When I'm performing, you know, I'm pointing. I'm, you know, if I'm talking about a memory, I do this. Or to forget, I Mm -hmm. do this. I do some type of sign so that when people walk up, they're not just like, hmm, Spanish, walk away, you know? So I, cool. it's important for me to to incorporate both
1: many forms of communication.
2: Yeah, well, in Tejano music, because I've listened,
0: I, when, uh, my first experience with Tejano music was when I worked in the restaurant industry. Yeah, and I, you know, when they would be uh, a lot of people in the back when they were, you know, preparing food and stuff. I mean, that's all we heard is just Tejano music. Tejano music, the the melodies and the way that the song sounds musically does not always depict. The, the tone of what the song is actually about because nope. I would go, hey, what is this song about? And they would tell
2: me and I'm like, this song sounds happy, but it is not a happy <laughs> song. <laughs> yeah, the one you were talking about uh-huh. is called uh, Revolución, you know, and it's it's talking about how this guy is coming back and she's like, what do you want? Like, oh. what is it that you want? Why are you here? You know, I've cried my last tear for you. You're dead to me. That's, that's oh. what this means. You're mm. dead to me. You know, she wants nothing to do with this guy. And she it's an empowering song for somebody that is in a bad relationship that they can get out of the relationship mm-hmm. and be strong about it. Okay. It's very important to like... Girl power. Right? D- yeah. <laughs> did you write that yourself? Or no. Did y- yeah. So I work with a bunch of really amazing writers. Um, Eduardo Yayo Anguiano is the one that wrote this song. So I gotcha. I was. That's what I was going to ask you is if you write your own or if you work with other people that do it. I wish. Mm-hmm. I, I'm getting to a point where I'm like, you know what? It's it's time to dive into this nice. journal and yeah. you know try to do it, but.
1: Got to get your heart broken and do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's well, happened a few true. times. <laughs> you know.
2: Speaking
0: of that, I was listening to a podcast. Dad, Dad's like, no. <laughs> they were talking about Mariah Carey, and I guess I don't know why she's back. And then I guess she maybe had a book that came out or something. They were talking about how her her albums definitely reflect what's happened in her life, and I right. think I think that is for the case for everybody that has you know, a long music career. But one of the things that got me to you was, I mean, I'd known, I'd known about you, but one of the things that reminded me that I needed to talk to you was that you just recently were nominated for a Tejano Award. Yes,
2: ma'am. Okay. So (laughs) congratulations. Thank you. And it was, it was new female, Best best new female. Okay. Yeah. And another thing too, is, um, my band got nominated for best new group. Oh, fantastic. So we're, we're Raking it in, hopefully, wow. hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, and God willing, we we win, um, and then we have two videos up for Video of the Year. So wow. this year has been—I mean, this year has been with its struggles for sure because yeah. of COVID. Yeah, I had just released my album in December, and COVID happened in March, and there was so many events that <sighs> got canceled. Golly. We were gonna, we were trap, we were gonna travel, we were gonna do radio interviews, and then it just it fell apart. Mm. But because of because of virtual live streaming, social media, mm-hmm. being able to have that outlet has helped us reach our fan base.
0: I was just going to ask you, okay, so you're it's you just got nominated for Best New Female Vocalist. Mm-hmm. When I think people here new, they assume that you just started like right. last month. Yep. How long have you been working towards this goal? About
2: eleven to twelve years. Okay. So
0: kids out there just understand it that we work. all can't vi- go viral and be internet sensation and, no. and singing sensations tomorrow.
2: So Right. And me and my family, we like I said, we do this together and we had just talked about that and we we looked back on some of the memories that that started everything. Mm. And I'm like, man it felt like it didn't feel that long ago that I right. won this award or it didn't feel that long ago that I did this. or. And they were like, well, that's the reason why it doesn't feel so long is because you've been passionate throughout the entire time. Mm. And, of course, there are times, you know, as an artist, you get to a point where you're just like, okay, I've hit a peak and I don't know how to get any higher than mm-hmm. this or, you know, I've had I've kind of plateaued right here and, and and nobody seems to care and nobody seems to like really want to listen. This was like when I first started off mm-hmm. because I didn't have a band. You know, everybody mm-hmm. was so like, you need a band and you're you're not a professional if you don't have a band and it's just like I'm trying my best. Like, just, is that a ta- is that a Tejano? It's an thing everybody thing, or it's an thing, everybody thing. Okay. Rock music too, um, jazz. It's jazz, mm-hmm. especially. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, they don't take you seriously. They see you, like I said, as a karaoke singer. Right. And you know, to the girls that are are doing it now, they're they're barely starting off. I say keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, because now I'm nominated. The reason why they say best new female artist is because I needed to have a CD out. I needed to, to have something that, you know, was tangible that the, the people could listen to. I needed to have um, videos. I needed to be out there more mm-hmm. and with the band, you know. And this was within the last three years that I've had my band, mm-hmm. you know. And so people started to validate what I was doing and seeing what I was doing. And they were just like, you know what? It's time. It's time. Yeah. It's your time. So this year, like I said, a lot of struggles, a lot of crying. <laughs> But it's it's paid you're talking off. about me, you, yeah. <laughs> you. got to grind it out. That's, yeah. that's part of
1: the part of the road. Yeah, you're doing good. Like I'm, I'm. This it makes me very happy. I, I'm, I'm on council here in Grand Prairie, so I'm like a Grand Prairie nerd, and I want everything yeah. to be good in Grand Prairie, and and it, it just it makes me very proud. Just um, to, to watch what you're doing, um, Thank you. and so keep it up. And of course, you have all of our support and everything.
2: Thank you so much. So, how big are the Tejano Music Awards? They're pretty big, but this year is going to be virtual. That's okay. the only thing that I'm just Arrgh. like, Arrgh, you know, like I wanted like, to seriously? go up and it, <laughs> well, because the cool thing about it is, like I said, in the series, in the Selena series, they talk all about it. They talk oh. all about the Tejano Music Awards. She, you know, her winning one, her going up on stage, making her speech and everything like that. And then fast forward a little bit when I was about 15 or 16 years old, I got to see my cousin get her, you know, Tejano Music Award. She got two of them, and it, I, I believe it was like best new artist as well oh, wow. at that specific time. And it was it was a surreal moment. I for wish her. your family
0: would actually do something, right? Like y'all, you know, you know, like a got, party. No, like I mean, I wish y'all <laughs> would be successful. You in awards. You got things going on all throughout the city. Yeah. Like y'all's family just has a. Y'all have a history of success. I don't know what it is about y'all's family. Y'all must have tenacity,
2: a lot of tenacity. I mean, it was taught to us at like a very young age, including my dad and his siblings. Mm-hmm. My dad is one of seven.
1: So oh, wow.
2: my grandmother made sure she's like, y'all are not going to just do nothing with your lives. Right. And all of my aunts and uncles have done amazing. That's what you're mm-hmm. saying, the, su- yeah. the success. My dad, too. I mean, my dad was... He's a part of the Postal Service for about 30-plus years. Oh, wow. And um, And, you know, he picked up this whole manager role all yeah. of a sudden, and he's learning on his feet. Yeah. But he's doing an amazing job. Yeah. My brother, you know, my brother's always been behind the camera. He used to like to sing, too, and he used to like to dance, and we used to have our little, like I said, living room concerts and whatnot. Nice. But... He was like, no, like I'm, I'm more behind the scenes. I'm, I'm going to take pictures. I'm going to do video. I'm going to do audio. And like I said, we graduated. Same ceremony, by the way. Same ceremony. I got to watch my brother walk first, and then I got my diploma. Wow. wow. Yeah. Did y'all do that so that you didn't have to go to two no, different graduations? No, it, it worked out <laughs> that way. I, I went in 2012, and I believe after two years, he went in because he was he transferred in. Oh, wow. And so we graduated together. And that moment right there, it I was crying. Like, yeah. I saw
0: him. I was like, you did good, bro. You did good. And then it was me. You're talking right now, and it's reminding me of Billie Eilish and her brother. Yeah. They're kind of similar to that. Like, he's really big as a part of her production stuff,
2: too. Right. So when it, when is the Tejano Music Awards? So the Tejano Music Awards is going to be December 19th at 7 p.m. Oh. And it's going to be on, um, it's going to be online. Um, it's going to be online only? Mm-hmm. Where d- where can they watch it? I believe Facebook? Facebook? Oh, TejanoMusicAwards.com. There Are you at least getting dressed up? I'm going to. Good for you. I'm going uh, to. You should. I'm going to go all out. It's going to be like prom all over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make sure. Did you have a prom at your high school? I did, you yeah. You did? Okay, I good. did. Good. So... We didn't have any sports. I will say that. We uh-huh. didn't have any sports. We had dancing. But we didn't have any sports. And so it's like if I wanted to go watch some like a game or something, I'd always go to like South or Right. You know, whatever was going on here in Grand Prairie. Right. That's awesome. Well, I hope everybody watches it. You are just a delight. Thank you. I'm
0: just so proud of you. I think that you're just doing really awesome things and um I would just, I'm going to follow you and love to watch and see how this all plays out. You have a lot of, um, I can tell that you have a lot of drive. You have a lot of passion. So just keep going. That's awesome. That is so, so wonderful. So thank you for coming on today.
2: I really appreciate it. Um, Oh, where can people find you? Okay. They can find me on Facebook, Monica Saldivar Music, Instagram, it's going to be the same name, Monica Saldivar Music. Twitter. It's just going to be Monica Saldivar. I do have a website, but it's mostly going towards YouTube. So you can see everything that we've worked from like the very beginning when I was performing at a talent show in Jackson Middle School to now where we have videos, we have performances of like many different things that we're working on and genres that we're working on. So that's
0: amazing. Uh, I'm just I'm so proud of you. So but thank you for coming on today. Thank you. It was such a pleasure meeting you. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Have a great day. You too.